Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the SFL Audible. What a great weekend it has been. We have seen some amazing games. We've called some amazing games. Uh, we statted for some amazing games. The statting's even a real word, right? Uh, we've had an amazing weekend. Ben, how was your weekend this weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. I'm very excited that uh, Portland got their first win of the season. Um, uh, Khalil and I were especially happy because it was our first win since like week five of last year. So, um, just to be a part of that locker room for our first team win, it was, it was really good. Uh, shout out to Shot Allen who played lights out in that game, three interceptions, had a defensive touchdown. So that was awesome. But a, a lot of good other games this week, uh, this week in the league, um, that, uh, I will talk about soon. Um, but, uh, I hope everybody is doing especially if you're living on the in the Northeast, uh, safe tonight and tomorrow uh, with the uh, Nor'easter hitting us. Wow. Yeah. It's it's, it's such a huge thing, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you, this whole week has been crazy. And, uh, you know, with this whole storm situation, you know, it was good to see some football. It was good to see some wins. And uh, let's kind of talk about how week two went uh, with some of these games. Go ahead, Ben. Talk about it. Yeah, so week two will start off uh, Los Angeles going to Houston, winning 30-13. Uh, to 13. Uh, Elsie Pryor had a huge game, uh, just absolutely played uh, phenomenal. Uh, then Portland going to Tulsa, winning 30-20. to 20. As I said before, uh, Shaw Allen had three interceptions. He was the player of the week of uh, the game, and he also got a game ball from uh, the commissioner himself, so congrats to him. Um, next, we have St. Louis pulling out another lucky victory, uh, 23-20 against Queen City. Uh, they were down early again, but uh, Christian Brown and uh, Phil Koss leads them to victory. Um, Carolina started off a bit slow, but uh, their offense held uh, Lone Star defense pretty much in check for the entire game. They went on long, sustained drives um, and won 30-17. to 17. Um Jacksonville traveled to Florida and won um, 17 to 10. Um, and then Arizona got a game-winning field goal, winning 33 to 30 against Charleston. Um, moving to the Sunday games, uh, Las Vegas uh, beating San Diego. San Diego having trouble yet again uh, trying to find the end zone. Uh, then we move to DC uh, versus Denver. Denver getting a huge home victory. I don't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, DC didn't score anything in this game. Uh, so, or they might have, I don't know. I don't have the scores on the score sheet right now. But uh, Vancouver uh, absolutely blew Atlanta out and won 48-23. Um, you know, Vancouver, very tough team right now. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, so that's a team to watch out for later on down the line. Uh, Sioux Falls uh, put an absolute zero up against Baltimore, losing 30 to nothing. Um, very shocking that the uh, two-time runner-up in a row um, went on the road and didn't give a big effort against the defending champs. Uh, then, in uh, what I consider probably the best game of the week, there's, you can make a debate about this, but uh, Fort Worth against Louisiana. You know, these teams talked a lot of trash in the Gen Chat this week, especially Evan Arthur said he's going to shut Fort Worth down. They're not going to be able to do anything. Um, but Fort Worth, holding Reggie Streeter, you know, to minimal games, and I, I think a problem with Louisiana right now, they don't have their passing game. Um, they're, and teams can come up in the box and just stop Reggie Streeter. Fort Worth winning 9-7. to seven. They kicked three field goals. Uh, and Cam Irvine said this, you don't really see teams win by field goals a lot. Uh, by just kicking field goals in the SFL. Uh, 
And Mexico City traveling to London, Mexico City winning that game. And that will be the end of the wrap-up for the week. So a lot of great – see, a lot of these games this week were just um, – how do I put it? Like there was a couple that were just completely utter blowouts. But then there was a couple mm-hmm. that kept it really close, right? So there was the um, the Fort Worth versus Louisiana game, right? That was probably the lowest scoring. And I didn't expect it to be that low, to be honest with you, 9 to 6. Right, I think it was it was a nine to six or nine to seven. Um, uh, nine to seven. I, yeah, it was, but it was close and low scoring. I thought they would have scored a little more points in that game, but uh, Fort Worth defense played really well. Yeah, so it it was that was a very def- big defensive battle type of game, right? And mm-hmm. it, so that was a, a very close game, nonetheless, right? Then you had the other side of the field with blowouts like the. Uh, Denver Nightwings versus DC game, which again, I know DC fought. It's just I know right now with the Nightwings they're finding their stride. And then yep. you had a, a really strong game too with Vancouver beating out the Atlanta Storm in a way that again, similar to how Denver kind of beat you know DC right, where it was a, a dominance. And you had these kind of games that were very, um, some of them went in a dominant standpoint, right? Example: Los Angeles at at Houston was a three a three of ten. Uh, sorry, three to thirteen. Uh, Lone, Lone Star Glory to Carolina was seventeen to thirty. Um, Jacksonville mm-hmm. in uh, in Florida was really close. So, and and even to the the uh, Queen City Corsairs versus St. Louis, almost a repeat game of our first game against them, where they came back from behind yeah. and ended up winning the game. Uh, you had Arizona, you know, beating against Charleston. That was a close game. But then you have, like I said, I feel like this week we had a little bit of those games that were kind of uneven, right? Like, not uneven, but again, one side really putting up the scoreboard and the other side, you know, trying to make a way. So these games have been very competitive. Was there any ones that surprised you maybe on the outcome or uh, whatnot? I know you got a, what was it, an 8 of 4 this this week? Or what was your, your prediction rating this week? Yeah, I went 8 and 4 this week. Uh, one game better than last week. I, I so I had let me pull it up real quick. Uh, I actually had Louisiana winning against Fort Worth, thirty-five to thirty-four. I thought this was going to be a high-scoring offensive game, uh, but it didn't turn out that way. That was probably my most shocking game of the week. Uh, I did think Vancouver and Atlanta was going to be very close too. Um, I had Vancouver winning forty-one to thirty-nine, but I mean. They pretty much, you know, it was a blowout to begin with, so Atlanta didn't have a chance. Uh, you know, looking at this game, I still look at Sioux Falls. And I just they go to Baltimore. This is a huge game where you can, you know, you lose your first game. You go, you can uh, get revenge on uh, Baltimore winning the championship last year. Uh, and they just came out flat-footed, and they didn't play well, and they didn't do anything right. And I don't know if it's, because, you know, Jalen Wells left, and now they're, you know, trying to find their identity. Uh, but this is really concerning to see that they might not make the playoffs. I know it's very early in the season, but they're going to have to start finding some momentum and winning games if they want to have a chance to, you know, get back to the championship. Yeah. I, I think uh, Sioux Falls was a huge surprise, right, having two games back-to-back where they were not present at all. Right, and and it's crazy mm-hmm. how this how this uh, game works because we know one thing can can create almost like a butterfly effect for the rest of the game, right? Like one one position, one skill set change, and now your whole dynamic changes, right? And and again, I'm not going to say that it's it's it, it could be because of Jalen Wells because I think uh, somebody put it best. Even if Jalen Wells was in these games, they probably still would have got their butts whooped, right? But I think it was the combination and deadliness mixed with Tyree's arm and, and, and ability to escape, right, um, that that kind of gave that competitive edge now where you didn't have that same dynamic anymore. So we'll see what, how, how Sioux Falls bounces back. I think, um, I, I think the shocker for me, I think, was Lone Star because Lone Star looked really good on week one. And they did, in, yep. in, this, in week two, it was just like another story. Now, Carolina came and they just completely dom- dominated, right? Uh, I think that's the kind they of the did, expectation yeah. they were hoping to have 
you know, in, in week one against uh, the Fury, right? The Fury, we expected them to not have to score 10 points, and they came out, bounced back against a low star team that came out guns a-blazing last week against Florida. So it's just to try to see that, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, predictions, about who will keep their 2-0 and start so far going into 3-0 and or next week. And, again, if you want to call in, the phone number is 516-418-5467. Go ahead and give us a call. Uh, currently, we're talking about week two recaps and talking about some games that really surprised us. Um, and, again, if you want to ask questions or chat with us, you can join us on our Discord and Inside the League, um, and we you can uh, talk to us there. But, yeah, I think, again, like – there were some of these outcomes that I was really shocked on to see in, in teams still continuing on. And like I said, we can, we can kind of get into, you know, uh, uh, who's going to continue, but who do you feel like out of these crews? So we know that uh, Los Angeles Lycans is two and O at the moment, right? We know Denver's mm-hmm. two and O at the moment. We know Vancouver's two and O at the moment. We know San Diego is two and O at the moment. Right. And I think and in Baltimore, Right is the next team yep. that is 2-0 at the moment. I think after that, uh, the Fury, I think it's 2-0, right? Because they beat, they won both games. They are, yeah. So they that's won both games, yeah. That's that's 2-0. Um, I don't think anybody else is 2-0 after that. Um, no, I've, I believe you. that's the list, yeah. I, yeah, I and then after that, it goes into 1-1, one, one and one, right? So, um, I think, again, like, out of those six teams, who do you feel, Ben, is is a is a team that will still carry on, right? Because we got six of them. What teams will still carry on? You think that three and zero going undefeated three weeks in a row? Yeah, if if I could just make one one more point um, about games this week that I was shocked at that I forgot to mention. Uh, the game you did with San Diego and uh, Las Vegas. I I I am really concerned about that San Diego offense. Um, the weapons they have on that team, um, and they only can score six points. That 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 is shocking to me. Uh, you know they have struggled this season to try to find the end zone. The they haven't scored a touchdown all season long. I mean the first game they kicked five field goals and had a safety. Uh, this game they kicked two field goals. I mean it, I, I I'm not sure why they can't score. You know, um, and, and I do want to give a shout out to the. Uh, and I just saw this play today. I, I didn't get to catch this game because it was later in the day um, on a Sunday. Uh, but the g- generic punter, I don't know if you remember this play, Nelson, but the generic punter ran like 40 yards downfield after he fumbled the ball twice. Uh, but yeah. then it was called back because of an illegal block. Dude, I just saw that today. I, I was laughing so hard, man. Like, I've never seen that before. Like I don't know if it's because they we're in legends mode now, but um, you know that that was hilarious <laughs> just to see a generic punter do that. But um, you know, getting back to your question, I I, I think Baltimore. They, n- no one has stopped them yet, dude, and, and, and they are on a roll right now. And they don't lose at home. They they will not lose at home. I mean, they have the best record. I think they win like upwards to over 80% of the home games they've played in their franchise's history, which is just a crazy number. I mean, they don't lose at home. They're going to be a good away team. I think that's the team that goes 3-0. and I think another team, I don't think St. Louis, uh, you know, may, let me check the schedule for week three real quick uh, to see who these teams are playing. Uh, let's see, St. Louis. St. Louis is traveling to Louisiana. I think Louisiana – you know, probably going to win that game unless St. Louis gets lucky for the third week in a row. Uh, but, uh, you know, Vancouver, too, has a possibility. You know, Portland's playing them this week. That's going to be a tough game on the road for Portland. Um, and Vancouver's offense, I mean, really unstoppable right now. Two games of 40-plus points. I mean, that that's pretty good um, game planning from uh, Andy and the team there. So, those are my three teams that I think – or those are my two teams, Vancouver and Baltimore, which I think have the possibility to carry on at 3-0. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, right, so if you look at it, so in week three you have Baltimore versus Denver. So the two 2-0 two teams the week right there. are going to end up – somebody's going to catch mm-hmm. the L. 
So we can at mm-hmm. least guarantee between Baltimore and Denver, somebody's going to catch the L. And it's very hard at this point to say otherwise who that may be because TJ does a really good job on having a very balanced section, right? And and, and, and it's very strategic. And, and, I mean, if you saw the top ten plays, he has players on there that can shake people out of their out of their out of their shoes. A big play by Ivory Irvin, right? That 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 kind of he cut in and cut yep. out and the defender in the middle and then boom, touchdown. So he has that about him. And since the championship, they've been really rolling, right? Even even though on week one they might have been a little bit behind on on Arizona, they still found a way to pull it out and win. And it speaks to the volume of, of the actual playbook and the strategy that's put in. But Jeremy Vega, previous champion as well, right? He ends, you know, he knows what it takes to get there. And I think it just ends up being where that's a tough game to call. I'm still going to go with Baltimore just like you are because of that, that, that ability. But don't, I can't take away from that they may still be able to continue being um, – Three, one of them we know is going to be three and zero, but who is going to be potentially could be Baltimore. But I wouldn't be surprised if Denver ends up pulling it out. I think St. Louis, yes, they don't have the odds in their favor because every single time they're coming from behind to try to win a game, and eventually some team is going to know how to stop that progression where they won't be able to yep. get that far up. Um, so the odds aren't in their favor. Another game is <laughs> happened to be two two and zero teams. Las Vegas Fury versus the Los Angeles Lycans ends up being a a thing where I think Los Angeles has a good chance of, of knocking out Vegas. But calling the Vegas game, you can see they have a lot of weapons, a lot of things around Colin Pierce, a great defense that really works together with the rookies. It's going to be kind of tough, but Los Angeles seem to be able to find a stride, and they aren't scared to try to go for the big plays. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to edge – Los Angeles carrying the three and zero this week, Baltimore carrying the three and zero this week. We know that's two undefeated teams. We don't think St. Louis is going to end up passing, getting three and zero, right? We know the Vancouver's playing Portland, and that game. <laughs> I'm going to choose the biasness, right? I'm going to, of course, go with Portland, but we do understand the dynamic of Vancouver. You said it yourself, right? They have a dynamic offense, but they also have a um, defense, I feel like is a lot of people yes. aren't really talking about that. That can take the ball away and make it very difficult to gain big yards. So, and then we're not forgetting Robert Redford, who is their uh, halfback. That again has has really won games on his own as well, with not even needing any of those receivers. So, it, it's a very dangerous game. I know a lot of people in the Who You Got are probably going to choose Vancouver, but after the strong performance that you've seen on the defense that Portland can have. You know, again, is this going to be one of those teams that we could really put up a challenge for them? That's where we're going to have to see going into that week. I know people are going to choose for Vancouver to carry forward, but um, just seeing what we could potentially do, this could be a potential upset as well, not because it's just the Portland, our team itself, but just for, for the type of caliber I've seen the plays in the last two weeks that I think could get us there. We do have a caller, Ben. Let me try to get him involved on the okay. air. Uh, caller from seven one uh, seven zero eight. How you doing, caller? You're live on the air. What up, though? What up, Mister hey, Eddie Gage? How you been? How you doing, man? I th- you know I know you traveling the world and whatnot. I seen all the pictures. How you been? Uh, I'm living good, man. Got a W. I, I need it real fast, so I'm feeling pretty good today. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's what I say. You and you and I are both celebrating with with uh, with us. A W this weekend, yeah. which was really good. Your W came against a really strong Charleston team. It went down to the wire, uh, but Legatron came through in the clutch uh, and and sealed the deal for Arizona to really get you guys to go one and one uh, starting off the season. So very excited to see that. Uh, we were talking about week two recaps, predictions, and uh, we actually got a question as well. Uh, what zero and two teams has the best chance of making the playoffs? That came from our own Bob Funk. So, Bob Funk, thank you for the question. Uh, it kind of ties into our dark horses. But, Eddie, what was what was some big surprises for you in week two um, in some games that maybe you didn't expect them to go that way or, or be such a differentiator? Well, I think you guys hinted on some of it. I did not expect the Fort Worth Louisiana game to be so low scoring. 
I, I wasn't exactly expecting a shootout, but I wasn't expecting a nine to six final score either. So uh, that kind of threw me off a bit. Um, Atlanta's offense for two weeks in a row has uh, struggled somewhat in the passing game. And I'm not sure if it's because they now employ a two tight end set and lost a one receiver or what the case may be. I mean, it's going to, you know, Mark, you know, he's a champion, so he'll get, he'll get things figured out before long. But mm-hmm. each game, man, with only 12 games in the season is, is, you know, priceless. So hopefully for him and that Atlanta squad, they get it figured out quick. Um, as you guys touched on, San Diego yet to score an offensive touchdown. Um, but I'm sure they'll get that straightened out hopefully before long. Houston, 0-2, and did not look good in either of those contests. Um, that was kind of disheartening with me being a former Houston hyena myself. Um, you know, hopefully the mining company, they, they get that thing straightened out. Uh, Queen City bounced back after a heartbreaking, you know, loss in which they were up by two touchdowns. They came back and won, uh, this week. And, uh, I'm, excuse me, I'm sorry. They lost after winning come coming by behind. They, they, they lost this week to St. Louis, um, St. Louis two and zero, LA two and zero. very surprising teams. Um, to see up there too and no, but uh, it's a long season, and hopefully for them and their fans they can keep that going. Lone Star, after blowing out Florida, came out and their offense looked stagnant versus Carolina. That defense of Carolina put it on them, and they never got things going until it was too late. So um, hopefully for them and their fans they can get that straightened out. But yeah, a lot of action this weekend uh, across the SFL. Yeah, it, I think a lot of – I kind of forgot about how the Houston and L.A. game went, right, um, just because you're right, it wasn't the performance that we come to expect and know out of Houston. And going 0-2-2 isn't really in – I feel like in, in, the, in, the, in the history books really for the hyenas like that, right? Um, and, and I was really curious too. You brought up the Queen City game and the St. Louis game. I was curious because both teams went through the same their wins, right? St. Louis came up yep. behind and ended up uh, beating us in the, at the end. And then uh, same thing happened with Queen City against the Toros. Now, when they two were going to come again, uh, I was very curious to see who was going to be taking the lead in the beginning, which ended up being the Corsairs and St. Louis, again, coming from behind and winning the game. Um it's kind of the story with them two games in a row now. It was very interesting to see. Um, and you said you were talking about uh, San Diego as well with their woes around their offense. Again, yeah, I feel them, right? Portland for a long time in, in season 15, we could not find the end zone, right? Um, I think we found it with Connor Weston maybe a few games in, but we weren't scoring in a high level like we wanted to at that time. Um you see a little bit more around it now, but we are are finding our rhythms with the offense and and, and everything else as well, keeping our defense. Uh, it it's again where it, it it was it's 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 this whole week has just been quite interesting, kind of talking about all these games here, and um, I think again looking into week three, what are some of the teams that you're thinking that 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 may not carry that 3-0. So we talked about week three games, right? And we talked about how mm-hmm. some of these 2-0 and teams are going to be facing each other. So Denver versus Baltimore, right? We have uh, Las Vegas versus uh, the Los Angeles Lycans. And then we have mm-hmm. um, some teams that are facing some some squads who are 2-0. and So us as Portland, we're facing Vancouver. And then we have uh, the last game, which I'm trying to find here. It's the uh, St. Louis, yeah, the St. Louis versus the Louisiana Revolution. So, out yeah. of these teams here who are still undefeated, which ones do you think will carry on the the three and zero, continuing the undefeated trend, and who do you think will take an L this weekend? Well, first of all, Baltimore and Denver, both teams two and zero, and every time they play, it seems to come down to the fourth quarter. Um, late, uh, Denver played them in a regular season. And Denver, uh, Baltimore pulled that out late, and then they played again in the playoffs, and Baltimore pulled that game out late. Uh, Giacomo Jones, I believe it was, for Denver got hurt, and uh, their offense was still able to put up points and move the ball downfield. 
And I don't know. That, that's going to be – I mean, it, it, it's almost a pick em to me, but because Denver is at home, I'm going to give them the slight nod. This will be Baltimore's first road game of the season. They haven't, they've been, they played both their games at home. So, uh, Denver, uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, they're 2-0, but one of those victories came against um, a squad in D.C. who's playing behind the eight ball because they don't have uh, – they're not playing with a max salary cap. So, I, I'm not sure how much credit I can give them for that one, but they did. And they only – play the games as scheduled, and they took care of business and, and got D.C. up out of there early. So I'm going to give – I mean, if you ask me right now, I'm going to give Denver the slight nod to pull away since they are at home. But Baltimore are the champions, so they aren't going to just go out, you know, just uh, – they're they, they not they to earn that game. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm also looking forward to the St. Louis-Louisiana game. St. Louis 2-0. Drew really and company, that defense is rolling over there. And they they do just – their offense do just enough for them to win games so far. It's going to be interesting to see if they can do that against an aggressive defensive coordinator over there in Gerald for Louisiana, if they can keep that place, pace up. And, again, I, I know Louisiana is winless right now, but they've had some heartbreaking losses. And uh, – uh, I, I think that game is in St. Louis, too, is it not? I think it is. This one here is so, going to be at uh, in Louisiana, so this is going to be a stack up. Oh, it's stack in up Louisiana. Stadium. Oh, yeah. okay, it's a stack up. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You're right. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be a good game. That, that, may, that might just be the game of the week, the St. Louis-Louisiana game. So, uh, we'll have to see how it plays out, but, um, yeah, a, a lot of good games this weekend. You know, you're talking about undefeated teams. I forgot who was the other two and zero and zero and two team facing against each so other. So Vancouver is is facing us. So we're one and one, and Vancouver is two and zero. Um, that's another undefeated team there. And then yeah. there is, like I said, the St. Louis. So St. Louis is is the other undefeated team. And then, right. uh, oh, like Vegas we talked too. about, yeah. So we got the Vegas versus the Lycans, which is the next two 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 and zero teams facing each other. Portland, your defense stepped up in a major way this past weekend. It's going to take a major effort like that because I think right now Vancouver has the hottest offense. They put up 40-plus points in both their games they played so far. My goodness, Tom Pepper is rolling. I mean, they, they, they take more chances than any other team in the SFL, I think. I mean, you look at them playing, it's like every other play, Tom Pepper has a seven-step drop. He's throwing that ball deep downfield, and it's either – you know, it's either high, it's high risk, high reward. So, if 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 you can get your hands on a couple of those balls and force those turnovers instead of completion, who knows? Because your defense has as good a chance as any to uh, slow them down. And uh, if you can get some pressure on the quarterback, which is going to be a tall tale too, because I believe they have two offensive linemen under contract. But uh, I'm sure you guys are already, you know, scouting and getting the game plan together. It's going to be a great game. So, we have to see how that plays out. Vegas and Louisiana, excuse me, Vegas and uh, L.A., I think because L.A.'s, off, LA's coaching staff right now is more seasoned, um, well, at least on a, on a defensive side, I'd probably go with them. But that said, Vegas, off, uh, Vegas defense has been no slouch so far either. So we have to see how it plays out. That's going to be another one, good one. And where's that game at, by the way? That was going to be in uh, oh, Los in Angeles at the yeah, yeah at LA. the full yeah, moon Coliseum. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm gonna give LA the nod simply because Las Vegas is in my division. I need LA to pull that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, I think again. So we're looking at all these. There is some underlining stories, right? So we have the St. Louis Gladiators versus Louisiana, right? Pickler's old team going against Pickler. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting to kind of see in the story here too, right? St. Louis coming in two and zero undefeated to a Louisiana team that's zero and two, who hasn't been playing the yeah. way that we've seen them play in the past. Has not been the high intense offense that was Louisiana last year. Louisiana was that high octane offense that we're seeing right now through Vancouver. Is it, it, it used right. to be Louisiana? So are we are are we going to see that this time around them at home? 
at Stack Up Stadium to 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 come and defeat the Gladiators. Quite interesting storyline, right? Uh, Vegas yeah. versus L.A. That's another home kind of like feel because Tom Rahman comes from Las Vegas, was a huge part of Las Vegas' yep. success, uh, having his yeah, own team now. Yeah. Coming back, you know, that now Vegas coming into his home um, with, you know, uh, Tom Rahman's two kids at cornerbacks. Like, it, it ends up being a little <laughs> bit deeper deeper than rap type of situation here um, in, in Vegas. So I think the storylines that play behind that make it even more interesting. Uh, you have the Baltimore versus Denver game. Like, this is a huge game as well where Baltimore and Denver have seen each other in the past. And you said it, right? Yep. Baltimore has beaten Denver in the past, and that was the, the, the last season, right? And yep. you you see what happened. Baltimore ends up winning the championship. So I know there is some, some heat there. And you said it yourself, right? Denver right now hasn't had the most challenging situations, right? We had D.C. who they played last week, and D.C., you know, again, all due respects because of the coaching staff that's behind there. But D.C. isn't, isn't nobody's challenging. And, yes, we, we, we expected Sioux Falls to challenge Denver, right, because of the championship uh, caliber that Sioux Falls has, has, has had. It's currently coming out uh, 0-2 for the first time ever that I can remember being in this league, saying, hey, they're falling behind and, and, and not really giving that challenge. So I think this week for Denver, this is going to really tell the story. Because once they beat Baltimore, the next person may be what? Uh, Vancouver, right? Uh, but eventually it's, yeah. it's one, you're going to sit there and wonder who's going to dethrone Denver if they end up being Baltimore. If Baltimore wins, then that means that the, that the uh, uh, current streak that's happening with Denver can be defeated and can be won. So I think the underlining stories there are really huge. And then the Portland versus Vancouver game, just to add to that, is a divisional rival game. Yeah, we're both in the Pacific Division, so to yeah. to get this win right now, because right now out of the division, Los Angeles has a a division win week one against uh, San Diego. So already in that divisional standpoint, Los Angeles is winning it. But this gives us an opportunity Correct. where if we're able to knock out Vancouver, which we know Vancouver is a very strong team, so it's all respects to them, but. You, we, we can rally together, find things that work, and now with the dynamic of Ezekiel Love, it gives us something people, I think, aren't as prepared for. Um, now you got to prepare mm. for a Portland running game. And Matt South, I know a lot of people want to talk bad about Matt South. Oh, he doesn't have the, the yards and everything else. I want you to look at Matt South's career and how he's done. Answer how many interceptions he's already had in two games. Mm. He's only had one. Right. Okay. So, yes, he may be not throwing it out the gym as some of these other QBs, but he's learning to protect, protect the ball and not causing costly mistakes that, again, can can bite people in the butt later on. So I think That's you plan for that. About. Art Vandelay had stepped up right last game, had a huge touchdown there and some key rookies really had a great performance as well. So it's going to be very interesting, but, you know, we're not going to lie and talk about that. I think Vancouver is dangerous on both sides of the ball, right? Um, they can take, we talked about a little bit earlier, they can take a lot of weight on the defensive side, and that means you try to throw it on them. A lot of times they're getting either coming up with an interception, um, or they can, they can burn you with that offense, right? We know Brett Killian uh, for a long time has done an amazing job adding of Kendra Hall gave a dynamic that I have never seen before, right? She's been as yeah. explosive. And those yeah. are kind of one-two punches when you have with the wide receiver. And then, oh, by the way, we got Robert Redford, who on his own can dominate games. So you add all that together, yep. and you say to yourself, Tom Pepper is throwing it out the gym. They become a very dangerous both sides of the field, and I feel like their offense is a little bit stronger than their defense. But I, you can't sleep on their defense. Because their defense has no. some key players in there that honestly have made wreaked havoc, and we saw Kyler uh, Kyler Murray's um, uh, uh, interception, hundred yards went down and, and took it for a pick six. So it's it is going to be a very interesting game, nonetheless. Now, before I let you go, Eddie, because we do have another caller on the line, I want to know, and this kind of ties in with Bob Funk's question. Bob Funk's question was, what zero and two team do you, uh, has the best chance of making the playoffs? But I want to tie that on to maybe a team that, yeah, is 0-2, but you think 
could be a dark horse getting into the playoffs and maybe making some noise in the playoffs once they're there. Who are you thinking that could potentially be going that far um, down the line? Okay, first of all, let's, let's look at the qualifiers of those 0-2 teams. That would be Tulsa. That would be Louisiana, Sioux Falls, and San Diego. I'm going to rule out San Diego simply because they're an expansion team. Sioux Falls wins the championship two straight seasons. I know they're 0-2 now. They haven't scored a touchdown yet by their starter versus starter. Um, they're in a tough division. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to also rule out Tulsa because of the division they're in and the fact that they haven't made the playoffs as of late. So that leaves us with Sioux Falls and uh, – I think that's it. Yeah, so I, I, I'll go with I'll go with Sioux Falls. They're in a tough division, but if any of those teams can do it, I would I would go with the team that's been to the championship the past two seasons. And do you think Houston? There was also Houston as well. I don't know if you said oh, Houston, Houston, but Houston is zero and two as well. Do you think Houston can can find their way to bounce back and maybe get a few of these wins to get the squeak into the playoffs? I'm not going to count out Houston. I know they haven't been to the uh, – they, they haven't had much success in it, but they were there last year. They were also in the semi-conference finals two seasons in a row in season 10 and 11. But between Houston and Sioux Falls, I got to go with Sioux Falls. Okay. Yeah, I think Sioux Falls has shown in the past they they can really get it done. Um, and, again, it's it's – it's very interesting to see how everything pans out, but if the odds are in the favor, I can I can also go with, with Sioux Falls as well. Thank you again, Eddie. I appreciate it. Who do you guys play this upcoming week? This weekend, we have a tough London squad who did defeat D.C., but lost on the road against a tough Mexico City squad. I know they've got to make some changes to their offense. Their defense is playing tight, so I just have to see how it plays out. All right. Well, best of luck, Eddie. I appreciate you calling in tonight. You have a wonderful evening. Hopefully you stay on to listen, um, but we appreciate it. You have a good night. You too, sir. Thank you. So, Ben, I never got yours, right? And thanks to Eddie for calling in tonight. We have another caller on, uh, which I'm about to put on shortly. But before we do that, Ben, who did you feel like is the 3-0 team that might not make it? I don't think you got a chance to really answer that. And who's your dark horse 0-2 team that can make it deep in the playoffs? So a two-no team that I don't think is going to make it first? Yeah. To the playoffs? Oh, okay. Um, oh, no, two teams that won't make it past 2-0. and o. They'll be 2-1 and one next week. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, I see the question. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't – I want to be Vancouver, but I just I, – I think they're going to win that game. Um, you know, I love Portland at all. That's my team, but uh, – you know, I can't be biased or anything, and I think Vancouver's offense is clicking, so I don't think they're going to fall to 2-1. Um, I'm thinking Las Vegas. I don't know. I haven't been very high on this team yet this year. Um, my predictions, I've predicted them to lose the last two games. I think uh, Los Angeles' offense is just too good right now, and their defense is decent too. Um, I don't think Colin Pierce is going to go in there and uh, play well uh, in Los Angeles at full moon Coliseum. So uh, I got Las Vegas being a two, uh, 2-0 two team that's not going to make it to 3-0. and uh, Baltimore and Denver, that's very tough. Uh, I do think I see Baltimore coming out victorious in that game, but Denver, uh, you know, they got an opportunity to win that game too with the way they're coached. Um, for an 0-2 team, I, I do agree with Eddie. I think uh, Sioux Falls is going to find some sort of rhythm down down the line where they they might make the playoffs. I, I, I don't want to count out Louisiana because I think they, they do have the weapons on both offense and defense um, to make a run. They just need to get the passing game going. I mean, that that's the biggest problem right now. I mean, their defense only allowed nine points. They just couldn't get anything going on offense. Um, Cam, Cam mentioned this in his post-game show that I watched today. Uh they talked about, and I think Mike St. Green brought it up, actually, um, and he talked about how they lost Saren Storm in the offseason. And, and I think chemistry-wise with B.E. Robo there, 
um, Johnny and him are just trying to figure out, you know, that chemistry. And I think once they get that going, they're going to be fine down the road. So I got Louisiana and Sioux Falls as my top two teams. I don't think Houston's going to make the playoffs. Don't think Tulsa's going to make the playoffs at all. Um, but yeah. All right. That's pretty good. Before, let's bring in our caller. And I actually know this person because I recognize this phone number. Let's go ahead and give it up for Ezekiel Love, the Portland Fleet halfback. <laughs> What's going on, Ezekiel? Good evening, man. How you feel? We're doing good, doing good. Just here talking about the recaps of week two, uh, predictions of people who are going to go two and one instead of being three and oh. And who may be three and zero, and who may listening. not. And then we're we're talking listening. about potential dark horses, so teams that are zero and two who can still go ahead and, right. and make that playoffs. Um, which was which was a question submitted by my man, our our guy Bob Funk. So what what, yeah. what was your was surprises listening. and everything in week two? What did you were there any games that you really felt like were surprising, or the outcomes were there, or what really stood out to you in week two? I'm not sure. Um, I want to go back to – I do want to talk about week two and the question you put out about 0-2 teams. Mm-hmm. That And you mentioned um, teams are 0-2 that still can make a playoff run. And, yeah, and, you know, <clears throat> right now the ones you mentioned, I think Tulsa still is one of those teams that everybody should be, you know, worried about. And uh, they're 0-2 but can, uh, can make that playoff run because that's fun seven. Is a monster. They got a front seven that can play with anybody. So that defense, you know, will keep them in games. And I think, uh, you know, with a running back like Sanzo back there and and JQ's coming along, will be coming along as the season goes on, will get better and better. I think it's a team that can still make a run in the playoff. I wouldn't count them out at all. Okay. And what do you feel like um... – who do you think will still make it past three and zero this week? So we have Denver, who's undefeated, who's going against Baltimore, who's undefeated, right? We have right, uh, right. Las Vegas versus LA, which are both undefeated. We then have St. Louis versus Louisiana. Now we know uh, St. Louis is undefeated. Do you think Louisiana might be the team that 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 uh, them two and one, not three and zero? And do you think that Portland can pull out the win against Vancouver and make that again a two and one team for, for, for Portland, but then getting Vancouver to be a two and one team as well? So out of those games, who do you think continues their three and zero trend and who do you think loses their three their their undefeated streak? I think uh, I think St. Louis goes down this weekend. I think St. Louis uh, although they are two and zero, I think St. Louis is gonna fall to two and one this weekend. Um, I think uh, Vegas is playing who again? Uh, so Vegas, Vegas playing, is uh, playing LA to the Lycan. Right. Yeah, I like yeah I like Vegas in that game, and um, I think Vegas Vegas is tough. You know, they got some really good wide receivers. They got a great running back. So um, you know, the more the more they get Scott Johnson involved in that offense, I think Vegas is going to be tough. So. I think Vegas continues to roll this week as well. Um, you know, the Portland-Vancouver game, you know, I think Portland, uh, you know, although, you know, I guess I'm more, I'm more Portland, but I think Portland can play with anybody in the league. So I think Portland, although they're 1-1, one one, Portland, I really feel my heart should be 2-0. and oh, So I'm saying Portland uh, is a team that can't take on Vancouver. It's going to be a tough game, but um, I'm going to pull them to go two on one this week. All right. So it, it, it's again, you know, a, a game. We were just talking about it a little bit with Eddie. That you know, mm-hmm. you starting to, you know that that we respect Vancouver because again, sure, the the respect, offense. You respect, you respect that, everybody. Sure. We respect mm-hmm. everybody, but we understand what Vancouver right. brings to the table. Right now, they have shown complete yeah. dominance in the last two games. Um, really showing what the offense can do, right? Uh, new addition to the mm-hmm. team, um, Kendra Hall, right? Really making her name yeah, there yeah. and being involved I, I, early I think she in had, both I think, had, I, think had, I think she had four touchdowns last week, right? 
I don't know if it was four touchdowns, but I know together I think she's at four now. Uh, ben, you're, yeah, you're okay. the I, t- I think she's had two touchdowns in each game. Um, okay. Okay, so she's four touchdowns yeah. total. Okay, so four okay. touchdowns yeah. total. Which is yeah, huge, yeah. right? She, so, like, right now. Yeah, you know, as, exactly. as Brett Killian, like we were talking about Brett Killian and her really being a, a huge weapon. I don't know how Andy Hamilton sure. is doing um, as the third wide receiver. I haven't really seen anything really pop out. But those two on their own are holding it down. And then you don't forget Robert right. Redford, who has a, you know, a reputation on his own. So that offense is really clicking with Tom Pepper really you know, placing the ball where his receivers can get it and, and getting big chunk yardage. And then you have the other side with the with the defense who is, you know, again, is good, can take away mm-hmm. and, 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 and take away mm-hmm. and get points on the board through the defense. So I think they are a team mm-hmm. that is very well-rounded. But they, uh, I, I think, think their defense has had two pick sixes, had a pick six for over 90 yards in the first game and took 103 yards out of the last game. Yeah, so they I think, are – I'm a, not mistaken. Yeah, they are a team that very is opportunistic defense. Exactly, they're very, very opportunistic. That's right. actually a good way of putting exactly. it. So, uh, but seeing Portland rally together, right? The defense really having multiple takeaways. Yes, sure. um, you know that is against a, a rookie QB like JQ. But JQ is right. you coach JQ. Um, That's right. So you you know what JQ is ca- capable of. So it's not like selling JQ short because he's a rookie that, mm-hmm. you know, any any less, you know, it's because he's a rookie is why we ended up getting that, you know, takeaways. No, it's, it's a lot um, of those. JQ's going to make his name known in this league. Telling, telling. Exactly. You know, big VP in the middle, uh, closing that down, getting mm-hmm. two sacks again. So him showing what why he's the number two draft pick last season and what he's really coming together. You got Shad Allen getting the game ball, winning MVP, getting the three takeaways and one take to the house. That's right. Um, That's correct. You know, and you have so many other players that are on that field that can make a difference. Chris Stotch can, Derek Majors can. Like, you have so many players on there. And then, you know, the linebacker crew, the linebacking crew that we have with KT mm-hmm. and Clem. Sure. And don't forget Bernie. Don't forget Derwin. Derwin got a sack in that game as well. Um, and and, and Rob on the other side. Again, right. that defense can definitely, you know, be a very um, – how to put this, you know, uh, a difficulty for that offense if played correctly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have the offense, which is starting to find a rhythm, right? Yourself mm-hmm. being able to get these yards. Mm-hmm. John and myself creating lanes with the rest of the line, trying to get that no to go down. Uh, ben getting no getting that big play, right? That game against Tulsa where he was in the sidelines, almost made it, ran it in, right? Um Oh yeah, Ben. You got you got Art. Art. Yep, Art. You got Art, who has been coming into his own. Yep. You got Gene. You got myself. Mm-hmm. That can that has like me and Ben were talking off air. Uh, Could have potentially had two touchdowns, right? The one touchdown in in on the Gladiators game, and this touchdown that was dropped, unfortunately, in the Tulsa game. But that's still adding a weapon that Portland has, and and now you have multiple weapons that could potentially do damage as well. Um, when everything's in sync. And like mm-hmm. I was telling Eddie, you know, one thing to give respect to Matt South is Matt South has one gonna, kick in, in in two games, right? Which is unheard well, I gonna, of. I was going to mention that because and not only not only that, not only does Matt South and not only does Portland have one turnover in two games, which I think probably is the best in the league right now in the first two games. But the one interception that Matt South threw, if you look, was not even his fault. It went through the receiver's hands. It was a he put it. He put it in a perfect place. It was right in the receiver's hands. Just right, went right through his hands. And when it, as it went through his hands, it went to the defender's hands. So it was a perfectly placed ball and everything. So Matt South has been clean, and you know, and so I think that's a big deal when it comes to um, looking at a team their plus to minus turnover ratio. Yeah, and and that's again where it, it is definitely hard. I'm going like me and Ben went with. Uh, uh, Baltimore carrying their their two and zero into a three and zero next season and giving Denver their first loss. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Right. Agree uh, with that. We said that St. Louis will will potentially be able to catch. Will you know make it an L uh, with loss uh, with uh, Louisiana? Um, this could be potentially yeah. a, a Louisiana bounce back game. They're at home. I think I think Louisiana um, definitely bounces back this week. 
Sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they, they got a chip on their shoulder going 0-2, and, and that's not mm-hmm. really the style that no they go. So that could be right. an opportunity for an upset. Uh, the Las Vegas versus uh, L.A. game, I think, Ben, you uh, you and I both decided to choose uh, L.A., correct? Ben, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was oh, outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> Getting my dog ready to go outside. Yeah, I picked LA. <laughs> yeah, we picked LA, right? So we have LA, um, you know, being the chosen, and then again, Portland be potentially being able to get that upset to to Vegas. I mean, Vegas. I mean, not sorry, not Vegas. Vancouver, um, which Vancouver again has some teams on their on their uh, schedule this year that can definitely challenge them. They're looking, like you said, in the last two games, been able to go past 40, 40 points, which again, in this league is really huge, right? Um, mm-hmm. Sure. I think it should be, very be, it should be very interesting. Now, before... And the thing, we, of, and think about Louisiana, I'm sorry, let me cut you off, but think about Louisiana, no, they are on too, but as you know, it's always dangerous when you go in to play a team that is talented and going to play a team that's on two as talented as Louisiana, you know, I don't envy them going to play in them at on two right now because the Louisiana is talented. They're not an on two football team. Yeah, they they aren't. You know, they have a lot kind of that is definitely going for them, and um, I think they're just trying to really figure it out. I I, I know a lot of mm-hmm. folks are attributing to the Saren Storm going back to to London. And that was a huge, you know, a connection there uh, for Pickler that is now right. lost. But you know, like Ben alluded to, we have B. E. Robo who has has stepped in from that that tight end role into that sure. wide receiver role number three, and you know maybe he's trying to find that connection. But Robo did have a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken, last week. Um, if I think it was one, was it one touchdown, maybe two? But he did score, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, the chemistry is slowly starting to happen. Um, but I think for me, my dark horse team, um, Eddie Eddie alluded to it. So Sioux Falls, right? I never bet against Sioux Falls. And it's because in the past, whenever I betted against Sioux Falls, I lost. But this isn't the Sioux Falls mm-hmm. team that we've seen in the past. So it, it, it becomes very interesting. And I've always said that Sioux Falls is an organization I respect dearly you know, highly due to the fact that they don't lose nobody. Nobody ever goes into free right, agency. Right. This is the first time I've seen it with Jalen Wells, right? But they don't normally go into free agency. And then you have them going 0-2, which is unheard of, and it's it, they're going 0-2 with low scoring, low scores, right? Uh, you had mm-hmm. when they played um, Denver, 7-33, to and then you had them playing against uh, Baltimore, and in almost the same result. So, right, to right. me, those are two teams that I, I do think that can get themselves into the playoffs. But, I mean, they're going to have to turn around a lot. And I don't think – I don't have the, the doubt that they can't do it. It's just becoming where you're not you, – these are uh, uh, situations you you really do predict happening. And the other 0-2 team in Houston, right, we got Houston, we have uh, San Diego 0-2, we have D.C. 0-2. Houston has right. the next odds up, but Houston right now isn't isn't doing what Houston normally does. That's and, correct. That's correct. Um, oh, and, you know, Bob Funk Share, he said Louisiana also has the cap penalty against them from last season. So, Ooh, um, they do. Okay. So, that's that could be another reason as well. Thank you, Bob. Really good information there. Yeah. Could be a, a reason why we're seeing such a slow start to Louisiana versus the start that we made sure. in the past. Sure. Only time will tell. But, yeah. but, but I think, again, out of those 0-2 teams, Louisiana and Sioux Falls has the best chance of getting into the playoffs. And I think mm-hmm. um, third to that would be Houston. But Houston, compared to those other two, aren't really showing – much improvement. I, I, I think again, there has been many a lot of discussion about the the, the bringing in right. Yes, uh, the loss of Et King, but then you had the gain. I'm sorry, the gain of Et King, but the loss of Kentez Johnson. Uh, Everybody was really wondering how that was going to work, and then some other pieces that that you know one went into free agency going into San Diego, 
uh, actually two going to, to San Diego with Nico Cappuccino and Stephen McMichaels um, to right. the loss of, of uh, uh, Everett, uh, what was his name? Everett uh, Garrison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I think, again, as much as he wants to replace those people with, with maybe better people on paper, there's still that chemistry difference of you having these people who've always been a staple in your organization and you are seeing some kind of um, some type of, of, of uh, 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 you know, uh, still trying to find their rhythm is all. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think out of those two is what I'm really leaning towards. The other ones are going to find their way. I think San Diego really reminds me a lot of what Portland went through uh, the first season, sure. right? Mm-hmm. You had these pieces in right. place, but you weren't sure. We were still trying to figure out how to get those to work. And then with, right, you know, right, the right. next, I think the next season, they're going to really be able to find that rhythm. Javier, Javier Vasquez seems to take a lot of deep shots down and that can be a high risk, high reward type of situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. High, high risk because you sent it down there. We saw how many times Vegas took the ball back, but then there was high rewards where they were getting 10, 15 chunk plays and getting down to the, at least oh, to yeah. the red zone yeah. to put in a few, few points there. DC seems to want oh, yeah, to still try to find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DC still seems like they're trying to find a way to, um, you know, figure out what they have. Right, DC had the most rookie draft picks, so uh, naturally, you know, Kevin say out of the, the out of those draft picks, yeah. seems to be the one that is most prepared, having such a high level coming into the league, um, and and then having some of those picks having to try to figure out their chemistry coming from different teams, and and trying to get that to happen. So I do see. San Diego going down the Portland train where there will be some games that they can definitely win. You know, we won two games at least out of the 12 that we played. So I can see San Diego kind of going in that standpoint of either two, two and 10 or three and nine, but not in any bad way, right? Shea Carroll, an amazing wide receiver. We know what Connor Weston can do coming from Portland, right? And then Ryan Owens, his brother seems to go ahead and and really solidify that third uh, wide receiver where, in that game, they were getting the ball to him. Now, Stephen McMichaels also mm-hmm. really stepped up as well, being that that tight end. And, you know, they have the great Optimus Klein. I would love to see Optimus Klein get a little bit more of the ball. Didn't really see too much of it in that right. game. But they they have some deadly things there. And Jalen Wells, in his second game, seems to be able to – starting to figure it out with that big chunk oh, play yeah. of nine yards uh, or 56 yeah. yards yeah. matter. And – um and really helping helping I mean, try to get a run game going that allowed some of those big plays to potentially happen uh, closer to the end of the game. Jalen Wells' track record speaks for himself. He's going to be okay. He's going to be just fine. You know, he's going to get better. Each game, he's going to get better and better by each game. So I don't think you have to worry about him. Yeah. Well, again, Zeke, we're going to be wrapping it up here. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, thank you again. Is there any other things you want to share you, you, about week three before we let you go? No, man. I just appreciate you taking my call, man. Let me come in and wrap for you a little while and talk to you a little bit on your show, man. Again, your show is a great job on your show. Once again, great job yesterday on your broadcast too, man. You know, outstanding uh, <laughs> job with your broadcast. You were well, appreciate it. You, thank you. you were well prepared, man. Did a great job, man. It's entertaining, man. So congratulations to you on the broadcast yesterday as well. I appreciate it. You know, um, with Ben doing such an amazing job in stats, I had to figure out how do I step up and, and represent the fleet as well as he does on the stat side. Um, but right, you know, right. Zeke, you've been you've been honestly setting the 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 league by storm. I think a lot of folks didn't expect this off a gate, right? Because in 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 the running back position, you are in your natural element, right? But it is considered your rookie season um, because it's the first time in the majors that you're in there, but the name and, and the reputation that you brought to, to this and the dynamicness of our offense um, has been amazing. So uh, really excited to see what you do this off season. I know Ben's excited. I'm excited to see what Ben does. Um, and let's, let's see how we can take out Vancouver. All right. You have a good night, Zeke. Extremely excited, man. Hey, you do the same, man. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Man. See you, Zeke. Have a good night. All right. Hey, man, be good. Hey, be good, man. We'll talk to you. Thanks. Bye. All right. So, uh, again, we have uh, had such an amazing night tonight. 
with uh, everybody, right? Ben, thank you again. You know, you're going through this, uh, the snowstorm of death here in my <laughs> neck of the woods. I'm dealing with some of this snowstorm as well. KT, all loves and blessings to you, my man. He's dealing with the snow in his side of town. And Bernard Smith, uh, prayers up to, to a friend of ours who's going through some things right now. So Bernard's going ahead and holding him down. But again, guys, join us on Friday. You know, on Fridays we have the uh, Inside the League uh, interviews. We have Optimus Klein next week uh, as well. So that should be very exciting to hear from the San Diego Mavericks uh, uh, owner himself. And catch us again next Monday for the SFL Audible. My name's Nelson. You got Ben here as well. You have a wonderful evening. Good night. <laughs>